Welcome, 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 everybody. It's another Monday night, and you know what that means. Mondays are for the mind. <laughs> it's Chase and Chef. Let's go. It's the April edition of Mondays are for the mind. Vibe with us and thrive with us all month long as we have new guests and returning guests right here on the show. And if you're looking for more, hit up chasingchef.com, baby boy. It's a celebration. Yes, hooked on chronic. It worked for me. <laughs> I was just doing my peanut stance over here, just the same thing, back and forth, back and forth. What a great song! What a great song. <laughs> I was going to put it in this year's 420, but I know we're trying to pull back on the uh, things we don't own, and uh, we don't own that beat. So, but hooked on chronic, <laughs> go check it out. It's on the channel. Excellent it's on everywhere. Song, everywhere you can find it. Um, it's thank you that time of year again. It's the week of 420, uh, you know, we always go in all week long uh, with the celebration. And uh, to help us kick the week off, we have Ron Chevry joining us. Welcome hey, to the show, Ron. Hey, guys. Thanks, man. You guys tripping yet? <laughs> a little bit, man. The ba- the ba- like I said, the background, you get to staring at it for a little bit. And you're like, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm trancing. I got to look away from that. <laughs> I'm watching everybody in the middle, but it's it's on the the peripheral, uh, just spinning around. It's kind of throwing me off, but yeah. Well, uh, Ron, should we rip the bandaid off here because sure. we know everybody's going to start asking about the animation stuff? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I know my big question that I never got the chance to ask you was like, what what specifically do you do? Because you know, like. You know, you got a bunch of these credits on IMDb that are yeah. impressive to some '90s children like ourselves. You know, <laughs> I mean, Space, Space Jam—that could have been your only credit, and we would have been like this, this guy. But uh, yeah, so what? Tell us what you do, Ron. Right. Well, for the for the majority of my career, I've been what we call a cleanup artist. So I work alongside the animator. Uh, a lot of times they give me really tight roughs, but they're roughs. A lot of times it's chicken scratch to be honest but there's life in it and there's specific movement mm-hmm. and it's my job to determine the final cleanup line on a separate uh sheets back when we were using paper space jam was done all on paper still back in those days and we'd lay another sheet over top of all the roughs and reproduce all the roughs and then those would now be scanned and uh, uh once approved uh painted and and so literally what you're seeing would be the cleanup artist final line that was a rendition from the animator's rough. So, and I just and laughed because I just heard my girlfriend from the other room go, "Oh my god, that's so fucking cool!" And I'm assuming she's watching the show in the other room. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> so, besides that as well, I've I've been known to do uh, effects animation as well. 
Uh, a lot of shadow tone work on characters, cast shadows, small little minor magic little sparkly effects and, and what have you. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, so I've been doing a little bit of animation as well too. Lately, I've, I'm, I'm, my latest project is a, a small passion project. I just got off another passion project and I like passion projects because people really care about what they're working on. And as long as you're in the right mindset to help somebody, it's a great copacetic relationship. And it, what a great feeling to make a living facilitating somebody that actually appreciates it. It's, it's a good feeling. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm blowing off the dust on, on my animation skills and doing my own animation cleanup on this one. It's going pretty good so far. And um, like on the weekend, uh, between the weekend and today, I was working on three different projects. So I was wrapping up the final scene of my last passion project, uh, working on some cast shadows, hand-drawn animation for our film, The Who Incident, and then working on this other passion project. And now here I'm talking with you guys. Life is very surreal, you know. We're, right. we're definitely feeling that that same <laughs> feeling this month. Uh, I think I was just telling a friend of mine uh, the other day, um, we were filming over the weekend, and that was we'd gone from our own set to their set this weekend. We're going to a, a bigger set than we're used to. Um, and, and getting to talk with you, Tyler, last week. I mean, it's just been an incredible, incredible month. So, yeah, rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. But yeah, we definitely understand the going from one project to the next project to the next project. I mean, I'm in the throes of doing that right now. Like I said, I'll probably be editing all the way up till release on Thursday. And then we have another project coming out on Friday. So I have to get both those done this week and then another one done by Monday. So I'm right in the same boat. <laughs> and you're probably still thinking about fresh stuff and jotting notes. Oh, yeah. And I'm already looking forward to October. We've already just honest. threw a new idea out the other night to one another. That's right? true. Yeah. That's great, man. Yep. And uh, that synergy of, of, of collaborating, like, because you're not alone, because you have each other, man. That's like, true. You guys are the eternal buddy story, man. And, <laughs> and anybody watching, if you haven't seen, you should see these guys in action because they're, they're buddies and off camera and on camera. And it shows. And it really, you know, there, there's a real authenticity because of that. That's true. We really appreciate that. Yeah, I dig your comedy chops. It's great. Yeah. Um, a friend of ours the other day uh, kind of threw an idea out there to us about how he, he kind of wanted to see more solo stories for Shep and I as individuals. And um, I uh, I wasn't sure how I felt about it because I feel like I, don't, I didn't know how Chase and Shep worked when we weren't and <laughs> in the middle, you know, like yeah. I, I don't know how Chase or Shep will will play out um we know down the line we'll have more chase centric stories or more ship centric stories but just solo adventures between the two of us i don't know about it but we'll see we'll see what happens yeah because that's you're talking origin story you don't want to rush that you know yeah that, that's you know you got to think about that i mean you got to remember that right right <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's our hardest thing we write all these we we tried to start organizing it putting together like okay what's in what universe and what's in this and you know it's it's all over the place but it's yeah. a blast it's it's fun to yeah. piece together you know artists by nature i think we're a bit um compartmentalized personality wise let's just say you know 
Oh, yeah. There are different hats you need to wear at any given time, right? <laughs> Who was it? Somebody just the other day was saying something about um, they couldn't believe that I directed and acted. They thought that was so impressive that, that, I, that I could do both. That was I think, it's, I think it's Tyler and, and, was saying that last week. It was Tyler. Yeah. Was yeah. Tyler. He was telling yep. you that and saying, you know, going from, you know, some of our stuff is not too bad because it's just us being us. But yeah, sometimes, man, if you had to get real serious, but then at the same time, you have to get behind the camera and be like, is this all lined up? Is this looking good? Yeah. I couldn't yeah. do it. That's a lot to put on. And, and if you could pull that off, that's that's amazing. Hats off to you. I, I would like to take my hats off because of all the hats that I, I wear on these productions, we're definitely getting to the point at the end of April where I'm ready for uh, a breather after this. Well, that's actually a perfect segue for me to talk about all the different hats that other people that are involved with the Who incident are uh, wearing uh, because it's literally a small village of artists that uh, – it's taken that to achieve what we've achieved. I think uh, we've achieved something good. I think uh, it's it's very close to a, a final cut. Um, but uh, we're doing something that the average found footage film doesn't really do in the low budget world. We're actually applying uh, top notch animation skills for key specific key uh, creature shots um, that are on the level of Hollywood. So. Oh, it just so happens I know some animators. What are the chances? Right? What are the chances? Uh, what's that? We got. A, I guess we got a few comments coming in. Hey, dudes. What's going on, Corey? How are you? Hey, um, Corey. And Bell most definitely was watching from the other room. <laughs> said, don't ever call me doll. It was such a slick motion in Space Jam. <laughs> That's true. I oh, know exactly you. what frame she's talking about. So... Oh, Bell, right? Oh, okay. But um, <laughs> that's pretty dope, though. What you're saying about using the uh, like the CGI, the the animation, and whatnot in your uh, your new flick that you got coming out. Yeah, we've uh, we've we've used diff three different types of animation ac across the spectrum. Uh, I, I'm a real big fan of Ray Harryhausen. I grew up on Sunday matinee days when I was a kid watching his entire body of work on Sundays and just falling in love with the fantasy aspect. And as a kid realizing that that wasn't real, but it was animated so well. And, and the story was told so well that I've always been in love with stop motion. And, and, and if you think about what's happened this year at the Oscars, um, stop motion, man, stop motion won all the awards across the spectrum this year. Pinocchio. Pinocchio, Pinocchio. And it's amazing what they're achieving um, in stop motion these days, uh, utilizing technology as well. And that's something we're using as well within the film. There is a, a certain te technological aspect that we're using. Um, to be crude, and I'll let you know, I'll, I'll name some players. Let's say uh, we've got on the, on the East Coast in Halifax, we've got Natalie and Dan Turner and their son, Bernie, who helped assist with building uh, the cast. Uh, for the stop motion puppet who that they built themselves it blew me away i was watching the bts of this come to life and dan and natalie built that and they're now almost done with the stop motion and it's creeping me out seeing it it's really cool 
at that point, uh, our, our CGI mad scientist, Marco Santos, he's a dear old friend from high school. He just happened to have gotten into CGI, and I got back mm. in touch with him just a few years ago. He is our CGI lead, and uh, he is now going to take that stop motion and comp it and um, uh, lay it into the shot convincingly. Um, and where I need to, I'll put uh, hand-drawn cast shadows in. We're sparing no expense and time in that sense. Uh, talk about wearing hats. Um, I'm, I'm busy sometimes just to make sure it's what we want and what will work. And uh, what a team. What a team we have doing all that. On top of that, we have uh, Vaughn Jakobics that's doing the editing. He's edited our trailer, which uh, is going to come out really soon. You guys have had a sneak peek of it. And um, Ashleen Robinson, our, uh, one of our producers, uh, is also a music genius. And um, she did the score for the trailer. She's going to do a, um, a music score for our credits. Uh, any music in our film, it's staying true to found footage. It's going to be organic, organically within the film. Um, so we have a lot of different people, a lot of different talents working on this. Uh, Kamen Mitchell is a folly artist, a very dear friend that's doing sound for us. So we've got some creepy sounds that are being created, and you'd never guess where they were coming from. But in the context <laughs> of the shots, I think it works really well. Yeah, for sure. Stop motion as well as animation is so time-consuming and requires such patience. I really tip my hat to all of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. Yeah, uh, I know we talked a little bit about stop motion the last time we spoke, and uh, I'm a huge fan of stop motion. Uh, I've always been, whether it's been Henry Selick's uh, films or um, Leica uh, is a studio that I really admire. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, a lot goes into it. We would love to do a stop motion thing someday, but we'll get there. I know, <laughs> I know how much time it takes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, if you have the right camera with the right cap capability of just doing uh, frame by frame, it takes a while, but uh, it can be crude. It could be like a robot chicken jumping. It doesn't have to be yeah. smooth. Like, like, well, I know that's what I, I discussed with you last time was uh, that I, I have mixed feelings about the stop motion of today just because of how smooth it is. And I miss that handcrafted feel to it. Mm. I'm impressed as hell at mm. how smooth it looks, but yeah, I miss that jerky quality that comes with, with stop motion. Yeah, there's a certain jerkiness even when you're being smooth. That's almost akin to uh, claymation when you actually see the texture of the fingers that are manipulating and moving the character. It's There's a real life to that. That CGI, it's hard to replicate. They're getting close to it, though. They're yeah. even doing things with uh, motion blur in CGI that we're actually going to uh, use some of that technology as well to make it really fit into the shot. I, I, I do. That's basically what I'm talking about. Wallace and Gromit. Wallace. Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> animation in general is the work you'll never be prepared for, no matter how much you admire animation. <laughs> what do you mean? I just did 60 frames and it was just to open a hand. Oh, and I have to revise that now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a, after this, I got a date with an animated squirrel. So I definitely. <laughs> Doesn't sound right. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, but it works, but it works. <laughs> um, <laughs> That'll be some fun BTS. 
And let me let me finish my long list laundry list of people that are involved. So, as well, we've got Mickey Sin, who is also who's producing for us, who is also produced for uh, Dylan Brown a lot of his films. Um, I believe he's currently working uh, potentially with uh, Ash Hamilton as well too right now. So uh, Mickey is an amazing um, outside of the box thinker. Uh, he's super talented with the social media. So anytime you might be uh, communicating with our presence, that's probably Mickey. I, it's not me. It's it's the body uh, that is yeah. the incident. So awesome. And I, I know we didn't really get into what the movie itself was about, um, uh, but just to tell people real quick, it is it's a found footage horror movie. That's right. Titled "The Who Incident." I know we kind of just dove in talking about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm very excited, and I'm very excited specifically to see the stop motion work in this. You've got me very, very thrilled to see it. Well, um, I'm without revealing too much. I'll give you just an overview uh, and a feel of of what it is. And essentially, it's it's my wife Jen, who's another producer on the film. Uh, she and I star in the film as characters that live on a property that just so happens to be where we live it's very beautiful we have rolling acres of creepy ass forest at night trust me it's without the camera rolling it's creepy um we uh, it's a story a fictional story about us preparing to celebrate for our anniversary we were our characters are going to have this massive bonfire Great, great outdoor party and uh, kind of reminiscent of what we actually do in, in real life. So it's a bit meta for us to have done that. But it's, uh, it's uh, the story takes off in a much different direction than reality. And uh, <clears throat> I feel we have um, <clears throat> really good pacing. That's uh, some films sometimes, especially when you're watching found footage, it takes about a half an hour to 40 minutes to even get your first jump scare. Uh, we deliver right away. We deliver immediately. And um, one of the things I will reveal that's involved are ghosts. The film heavily involves ghosts. Awesome. And okay. also trigger objects, if you're familiar with what that term is, trigger objects. Uh, In fact, I've got one right over here. Let me just, uh, let me just show you. So a trigger object is something that people believe might uh, contain a certain energy, a soul, you name it, something that might actually use it as a communication device. And right here, I have in front of me another star of our film, Owie. This is a very old toy that we found on Marketplace. He was was somebody's uh, parents' prized possession when they were a child. I think this was German built. I think it was 1930s. And let me, let me just demonstrate. He goes off on his own, by the way, and it kind of freaks us out. So, but this is what he sounds like. So there's nothing creepy about that, really. Yeah. And that's our trigger object. So uh, we're we're dealing we're dealing with something going on, and we don't know what's going on, and it goes from bad to worse. I mean, I'm laughing because the movie involves ghosts and I'm just imagining ghosts behind the camera and holding boom mics. Well, if you <laughs> see somebody walking by in here, please tell me because there should be nobody in here with you. I saw I saw a cat get up off the counter a 
few moments earlier and it scared yeah. the shit out of me because i can you saw a cat behind me the the I, I thought i saw a cat we don't even have cats oh boy no i'm just kidding we have cats. <laughs> i was gonna be like i definitely seen a cat so i was gonna be like shit, did you, see a cat? <laughs> you guys tripping yet or what Are you guys <laughs> we're gonna be tripping. i have to say we were just watching uh to shift gears a little bit uh my <laughs> girlfriend and i were just watching a comedian the other night and he was talking about um how uh, his kid is is the worst person to be around when you're stoned <laughs> and i had an experience like that the other day where the, you know, the the kid that i watch i was a little little stoned myself and and he had just woken up from a nap and i could not tell if this three-year-old boy was fucking with me or not <laughs> by the end of this but he made me feel like i was going crazy <laughs> and i walk in because he he'll wear a pull-up when he takes a nap uh and then he'll he'll change out of it when he wakes up and so he wakes up and he's he i i left the room and i come back he's wearing underwear <laughs> i go um okay cool hey what did you do with your your pull-up did you throw it away he's like yeah i threw it away so i'm looking at all the trash cans i go where'd you throw it away at it's not in any of these trash cans you've been in two rooms there's only so many places it could be and for like five solid minutes, this kid just let me go a little nuts and be like, "There, where the hell did this thing go? <laughs> it's yeah. got to be somewhere. I mean, it just vanished. And then uh, he pulls up his underwear to reveal that he's still wearing the pamper under his, uh, his underwear. And he's got a sly smile. I go, did you know you had those on this whole time? Nice. I got to respect that little devil. I got to respect that. I got to say I have it in me sometimes, but it's all good, right? Like It is. I, I had to, if it was all intentional, I had to give it to him because it worked very well. So that's brilliant. Mind games from the young, eh? Yeah. I'm too stoned for this. You can't just be messing with me. Uh, you'll the get it back. They do. Yeah, they learn from adults too, right? So, right. Saying, yeah, it's true. <laughs> this is very true. This is very true. Quite hey, um, folks. Oh, he is. He's quite the little. Okay, there you go. So, you got a horror movie in, in the making there. You know, that's based on a real story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, do you want to mash up? A few things we've been talking about. I've got I got something I can talk to you about. So let's well, mash it up. Let's do it. Animation and ghosts. How about All that? Right. Okay. So just so happens, one of the first studios I ever worked for back in <clears throat> was called Animation House. Okay. It was this little uh, production house in Toronto. Amazing. Uh, they did commercials back in the day. They were doing hostess munchies. You guys probably don't know what that is. Toronto favorite, like you name the cereal mascot. I was uh, cleaning it up back in the days. Honey, that cherry will be out the wazoo, right? So, Animation House used to be a church, right? They even had a smoking room at the very top. It was the bell steeple. It was kind of ironic. And um, there was this back stairwell, right? Where up in the top floor was the paint section oh by the way back in those days they painted cells so they took our drawings xerox them onto cellophane cell cell sheets and hand painted them crazy old school stuff so there was a back way to get up and a, and a front way to get up most people went up the front way uh but the back way sometimes it was just quicker this thing even in the middle of uh hot searing the summertime this back stairwell 
maintained a, a, a cold level that would make your hair stand up. You'd always feel like somebody was behind you, right? So one time, one time in band camp, one time mm -hmm. in a house, uh, I was working really late. A few people were working late. We were working on a deadline. There was this, there was this real nice young girl, she's very innocent type. Uh, she came running around the corner screaming from the woman's washroom. And we had to calm her down. We sat her down and we said, what happened? What happened? She said, when I walked out of the bathroom and I was walking back to my desk, I'm getting my the hair in the back of my neck standing up right now. She said, uh, I could feel somebody breathing on my neck and I could hear footfalls right behind me. So I turned quickly, she said, but nobody was there. And that's when we heard her scream and come around the corner. So th this place was kind of known to be a bit haunted. And um, I'm usually pretty good with not weirding myself out. But there was one night in particular that, um, you know, I was up late doing uh, shadows for a commercial. It's probably around three in the morning. And there was an alarm system. You go, last guy out, last person out. I always had to set up the alarm. And um, just picture this. There's wind howling between the window and this wall adjacent to the room I'm working in. And it's literally going, Ooh. it's making this noise, right? And then I start hearing murmuring out in the hallway. There's no, it's only me. There's nobody there. You'd hear a ding dong if somebody walked in the room. So I get up and I walk out. Nobody's there. So I'm starting to get a little bit concerned. I'm getting late. I'm getting tired. And I freak myself out. To the point where it was like a horror movie and I'm fumbling with the buttons and I mess it up. I almost had the alarm company come. I got out the door and a bit ADD and I said, I'm not looking back. This was literally like a horror movie. If you look back, somebody's going to be standing in the window staring at you. Don't look back until you get to your car. I literally had to wait till I got to my car and I was expecting to see something. Man, I didn't, but boy, did I freak myself <laughs> I've had both of those uh, sort of things happen. I've had the uh, the footsteps behind you happen beforehand where you turn around, no one's there. When I was in the uh, Navy, actually, um, on deployment, so we were on a ship, you know, and they always said, oh, you know, so-and-so died in the, in the machine room, and oh, you'll hear weird-ass noises in the middle of the night when you're up there on watch. But yeah, there was one time when I was walking, you could definitely hear somebody was walking behind me, but ain't nobody was there. And... Now in my house that I live in now, um, some, some people don't like that. I have a Ouija board hanging on my bedroom wall. Um, but I had like, I had one day I was sitting doing the dishes, doing my thing and no shit. I could feel like someone walked up right behind me and just went like that, right on the back of my neck, like a little fucking gust of air like that. Nobody being in here. It's like, okay, okay. Maybe I should take the Ouija board down, but <laughs> you don't think it's the inverted cross, right? Oh, that no, no, I not that I thing. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be uh, too mad about it if there was some sort of a spirit that found its way into my house. I think I'd be well. There you go. There's there's the Shep solo story. You and your ghostly roommate. Yeah, <laughs> just hang out yeah. with. Yeah, I got one for you. What if it's a naked ghost? Yeah. See. See. Right. So there's actually. Like um, 
Well, there's a song I heard not too long ago, kind of, that was basically uh, about just this, about him, a guy being like his roommate was a a girl ghost, and they start dating and shit, and like his mom don't like it, and he's like, whatever, she's a ghost, it's all good. (laughs) That's so weird. And it's like, you know what, if that happened to me in real time, I'd probably be like, you know what, (laughs) I've dated worse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is a story out there about somebody who got romantic with a ghost. It's it's happening, boys. It's going on. I've seen I've seen a story of like a girl that said she uh, was divorcing a ghost because it cheated on her or something. Her her pirate yeah. ghost husband or something. It's Even like, in okay. death, that's tough, man. Hey, it's tough. Even in death. Man, like, <laughs> it's like, what can I do, babe? I got summoned. <laughs> well, you know, we don't call ourselves Haunted Lodge Productions for no reason, too, and and like. Part of the house that we currently live in uh, is a log cabin that was built in 1812. And um, talk about some resonance in that cabin. Wow, there's been a lot of crazy stuff that goes that has gone on. Currently, it's just Jan and I that are here these days. We don't have, we're not as social as we used to. We used to have big rolling parties, like Hugh Hefner level parties, man. <laughs> 20, 30 people be out for the weekend. Like, you know, just good times. No, you have. Oh, yeah. We didn't have. We didn't have bunnies or anything. Like that. <laughs> but um, that 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 cabin, it's got stories of its own. And so Jan and I, you know, we're we're just trying to go about our business. We don't want to be uh, disturbed. So we uh kind of have an agreement on this side of the house <laughs> that they can have at her in the cabin. And this is where we sleep and where we work. Just don't muck with our stuff. If, um, I because I, you know, especially in bed, that's the word. That's that's a safety zone. That that should be your, your safe zone of all right. places in the house, besides the toilet, maybe you know, or the bathroom. A ghost-human relationship sounds like a sitcom I could get down with. There you go. The audience has spoken, Shadow. <laughs> Ghostbusters blowjob scene wasn't practical effects. It was just practical. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That I must mean, be a actor's cat. <laughs> You could you could find some comedy within that, like if you you know the ghost was had the living room all dirty and I'm bitching at the ghost and she just floats in to the other room like through the wall or something. It's like oh you're just gonna go float away like that, you know? You could do some funny stuff with that. <laughs> oh for sure, for sure. And you know you're you're never washing her sheets, you know, and, and she's getting after you because you just never. It's just they're just lying there in front of the laundry, never getting done. It's like you you're know, dead anyway. What's the what's the big point? Yeah. Yeah, you just work with what you know, right? That's what you do. You do what you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. We could have some gold going in that one. <laughs> Sounds like being human, the show about a vampire werewolf and ghost trying to be roommates, is what Randy said in the comments. Yes. Ours would be better, though. Of course. You know, we still got to give Hallmark a ring. As soon as we got off the air last week, we figured it out. So we gotta we gotta give Hallmark a call. Say, hey, we got your stoner show for you. Chase and Shep rom com. There's sort of one of those coming down the line here before oh, too long. Nice. Neither Shep or myself, neither one of us are part of the, the ROM part of it. <laughs> it's true. But, but we show up for the com at the end. You need your com. <laughs> yeah. We're otherwise, it's just usual, man. It's yeah. just warm, otherwise. We usually we like to pitch. Uh, I actually just did this again the other day, uh, pitching a new character uh, to uh, a new actor we're going to start working with. 
um, where sometimes these other characters, uh, like when we did summer camp, we would always tell our two other leads opposite us that they were in a different show than we were. <laughs> We'd always tell them, it's like, you two are in like an ABC family, like summer camp teen romance story. Yeah that happened to fall into the middle of all this crazy chasing ship shit. Like you're in a different thing and then we're doing our thing and we accidentally cross paths. And that's kind of how it is for a lot of characters where it's like, yeah. they were just living their life until chasing yeah. ship came in like a wrecking ball, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, chasing Shep, you know what I see with chasing Shep? I see you guys are like the eternal buddy film, man. Like whether it's rom-com comedy horror, you guys, are like the two buds and uh you know that's 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 your romance right there it's a romance <laughs> it's romance it's true like, does yeah, homer take romance channel like are they missing out You're right yeah i don't know chase if i told you my full idea for a hallmark thing but i think i really nailed I thought, the mark I, I thought you did i thought you I don't know because I was thinking about it at work. So it had to have been the next day after <laughs> oh. that. And I was like, listen, just for a good old wholesome uh, stoner, I was like, okay, so you, you, you start a story with a, a, a teenager and his dad. Teenager's getting stoned. Dad doesn't like it. He's like, man, you're being a piece of shit. You're getting stoned. I don't like that. Okay. Throughout this, it progresses to where the teenager, he's now growing up. And, and then he becomes a dad of his own. And, and, you know, and he's struggling growing up. And then that kid becomes a teenager. And when that, the old dad, he starts smoking weed because it's a medical condition. He goes on medical cannabis. So it's like you just have a trifecta at the end with like the new teenager smoking weed. You know, like you could use my son's excuse because of anxiety or something like that. And we could get down <laughs> with that. And then you you got the, the dad in the middle that's like, well, you used to bitch at me when I was a teenager. But now you're vibing with my teenager because now you smoke weed because you got metal. You know, oh, man, all over. I was like, yo, that would be chef's kiss right there. Sunday nights after a ride. All right. You're tripping. You're tripping me out. As promised. You're tripping, man. You're tripping me. That's cool. Well, actually, uh, speaking of. Oh. And walks a chasing chef could run. Oh. I don't know about that. <laughs> Hey man, you guys got your own thing going on. You do. I will say, I, I, I will say, looking into Silent Bob's eyes and having him, you know, reassure me and like and give me such like great advice. That was that was definitely a big moment for sure. Pretty awesome, man. Yeah. Like meeting a hero, right? Yeah. I don't know which one of us is Jay and which one of us is, is Silent Bob. Really, I like to think we're kind of equal measures. Yeah, you're a bit of a mash, and it's like you took the two characters mashed them up and then just kind of separated it you know i always think I that's it, the most I fun is like once. i had what? it at once in my head like that we'd be like we're like a mashup we're like a mashup of like uh oh. bill and ted harold and kumar and jane silent bob all rolled into uh maybe freddie and jason have to be <laughs> in there too because you know we got to have the horror element <laughs> sure. yeah yeah freddie and jason which one's freddie and which one's jason He's probably Freddy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. guess I do more the of the big guy. I feel like I'm just like the big lumbering. Jason well, I feel like guy. I would do more of the slapstick between the two of us. You know, I'm the one like the little, you know, like getting tackled by things. The kids fucking tackle me yeah. down, and yeah, yeah. Getting, the mouth of a chase is mostly dude, written by. Yeah, and then like uh, actually, pudgy is do by the turkey. <laughs> yeah. 
Chef, I feel like Chef and I, um, whenever we do write things, uh, it's equal measure. I feel like I feel like we share in the stupidity. <laughs> like for as many dumb decisions as he makes, I also make just as many dumb decisions as a character. But I do agree with Randy. I do feel like in certain projects, I am a little bit more of the straight man. But it's fun to switch off, you know. Sure. It's and a, you do need a straight man. You need yeah. somebody to set it up, right? So it's it's nice to have that switch off. I feel like anytime the two of us <laughs> are are the goofy ones, then usually our friend Tyler is in the scene and he's the straight man. Because uh, somebody was just saying recently, he's he's in this upcoming 420. And they were like, I feel like every time Tyler is in any of these things, he he's just that guy who's like, I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> he's like, I love you guys, but get the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> with all of your craziness hey just keep filming and that's great that's your straight guy right there <laughs> ron's like jim morrison meets shaggy rogers hey oh, right, on. right on yeah <laughs> I like it. yeah right i know i, like, I, I was explaining things like this anymore in, in large crowds because you know there was this one time i was hanging out with zombie jesus i got some some photo shots with him he was cool oh, yeah man yeah, he's kind of bloody, you know, when he's doing the part. And uh, that this was actually done at Rue Morgue. If you know what Rue Morgue is, it's an awesome horror magazine that's out of Toronto, uh, Canada here. And, and uh, they started having this uh, horror yard sale annually before COVID. And I went down every year, once a year. And what a party. It was fun. Um, that people fun. venting, everything horror. There was zombie Jesus, so you know I got my zombie Jesus T-shirt. You know you got to get that. And uh, met the guy. It's, it was good. Uh, Noodle was the lake monster. Kind of modeled after the Loch Ness, yes, I guess you could say. But we like to Noodle. think it was a little smaller. Yeah, Noodle, eh? Well, I don't think you've made it to Noodle yet. Oh. But my. I, I'm not even going to say my character. Me as a person gets a lot of shit for what goes down with Noodle. Uh, that's one of those moments where uh, I, I got that feeling of like, you know, when an actor plays bad guys all the time or, or their character does something shitty in a show and then people start kind of coming at the real person. I kind of had that. Yeah. 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 You know? yeah, yeah. So it's like, good. yeah, you don't want to throw that out there all the time because, you know, then you're villainized. Yeah. Show. Right. I'm still, I still catch shit for it. They're like, you piece of shit. How could you do that? I'm like, I, <laughs> just doing my job. <laughs> well, well, in the, in the film, I, I, I made the uh, executive decision to be kind of the jerk to a degree, but I'm not an asshole, right? Like I don't like watching movies with assholes personally, because there's no need to write that into a script. It just kind of annoys me. I, I, yeah. I think people are going to look at us and go, Oh, <laughs> I hope. And <laughs> I'm just a bit more pushy towards the end. That that's all, you know. Yeah. Um, which Jan would say I'm totally not like that in real life. <laughs> I think I hear her laughing in the other room. <laughs> I think for me it depends on what kind of an asshole the character is. Um, there because there are some like I think of it's always sunny in Philadelphia where that is nothing but a cast of assholes yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. they're, they're nothing but assholes, but that's why I watch the show is because exactly. they're just such assholes. Yeah. Yeah. But then there are other things, especially in horror. I feel like where characters are just like, you don't even want to spend time with them. Um, even though I love the movie VHS, that movie has a lot of those characters where you're just like, 
God, you are an awful person. Like I can't wait to see you die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does have an advantage that way too, right? But yeah. Um, if done right, oh, if done right. Oh, hey, uh, let, let me trip you guys out a little bit more and, and, and fill you in uh, a little bit more on, on some things we have within our film. We have some stoner gags in the film. You know, nice. Our characters have some stoner gags, and I think you guys will appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> one-liners written by yours truly that uh, will either bomb or, uh, or not, you know, bomb terribly. <laughs> Pam saying hi to Ron. Oh, hey, Pam. How you doing? Thanks for watching the show. Hope you're having oh, yeah. a fun time. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Thank you. So um, you were telling us, I think, before we went on about uh, you guys started making your movie in COVID, like when the COVID lockdowns and stuff was going down. But uh, what was like the um, what was like your inspiration behind wanting to make it like because uh, you say you got like ghost within it and you're talking about your house being old and stuff. Uh <laughs> Did you have, do you have like any weird wood stories, weird occurrences that happened that you might've took from inspiration and put in there? Um, well, there, there's some strange things I've seen. I can't get into details, uh, I feel but we, we've actually had, we actually captured two anomalies while we were filming the actual movie just so happened they were workable scenes. So we're putting them in the film and, It'll be up for you to decide what's real, what's not, uh, because those ones, trust me, I didn't pay. The, I didn't have the budget for these shots. But, <laughs> but I, strange. I know you sent those videos over. I don't yeah. think chefs watch them. Oh, but I, I did, and um, I, you know, when anybody ever tells you they have something on camera, you know, there's you go into it with a certain expectation sometimes. Yeah. And I and I have to admit, after watching, I was like, I, maybe. I was like, maybe. That's, that's I don't know. And, and besides that here all the time we've seen strange stuff um around um people have seen things on on the property people have seen like people walking around on the property when there's nobody walking around on the property if you know what i mean mm -hmm. we've seen strange things in the sky it wasn't just me groups of people we actually saw a triangle that was on the regular plane fight flight path and uh it tricked us into believing it was a plane. It held off into the distance for a while. And when it slowly started coming towards us, towards Toronto and past us, it was one of those typical three points of light. It's one of those quiet triangles that had no sound. Like we've seen things like that. Jan and I have seen these crazy things that we thought were or uh, satellites, but weren't. Where is this movie being distributed? <clears throat> uh, we're actually working on that. Uh, well, when we know, we'll let everybody know. Uh, we'd love to get on uh, the big one right now is Tubi. That's great for independent artists. We'd love to get there and, and a bunch of other ones if we can. Uh, we will be pressing some physical copies as well too. Um, that will be available when they're ready. Uh, it's coming up soon though. And we're hoping to get it around that October time if we can. I'm not making any promises live or anything. But <laughs> right. That's our hope. You hear that, team? <laughs> you just found out. You got the memo live. But, um, nah, they got it. And um, I think we can do that. That's what we're hoping for. Um, but strange things. We have seen strange things a lot just in our spare time. And don't you know, you put a camera in my hands and we actually managed to capture some of it. Uh, we did have owl screech owls that were following us around during the shoot. 
even in the dark woods. Um, they were more curious of us than we were of them. Uh, they just, you're mm. probably stomping their grounds. We saw lots of animals, heard lots of them. We think they were animals. Uh, had a right. few helicopters flying over top when we were trying to do a shoot with a production light in a dense, dark forest. I thought the cops were going to come up right. and drive. But, uh, you know, eventually they went away. We turned the light off and they couldn't find us anymore. And they went away. <laughs> <laughs> We've had that. I think uh, I told you about um, one of the situations we had on set once where um, actually, actually it was interesting because we talked about this and I think it was the very next day that we went to go film and uh, oh, that's funny. Fuck. thanks for the heads up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> thanks. <Kevin. laughs> yeah. He's one of the crew. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally just lost my chance oh the very next day we we had something happen on set um we were filming and uh my pregnant girlfriend passed out in uh the middle of a, a shot well i suppose it's the end of the shot because she got the shot and it's Ooh. the one used in the short Ooh. but uh yeah we had just talked about you know things happening on set and everything and and we thought um I thought she was trying to get a different angle. <laughs> I thought she was trying to be artistic and like swing around me. Um, uh, but then we, we realized that she was going down and she Man. just fell over oh. right on her face and the camera was rolling the whole time. Well, we got her POV of the fall since she oh, was the man. cameraman. <laughs> uh, so unfortunately Shep, Shep was recording on a iPad just for behind the scenes and yeah. um that was the, like the one time he wasn't recording an alternate well no i started yeah i started recording after that right, because right after the that, ang yeah. yeah the angles we were shooting before that oh, yeah, i couldn't have put nothing up there true oh what your but, wife uh, puts up eh, for, for your for your art right i know i know she's a trooper but, she's just she's just so proud she got the shot like yeah, she's, awesome. she's so happy about it That's but awesome. yeah we had the thing like um blow up and it ended up turning out to be our my cousin shep had some ptsd after that one but uh um but the last time we were the out there some time, weird shit happened too yes the last time we went out to the same location we you know like i said if, if we were in a real horror movie i'd probably die just from how casual i am about things being like ah, oh, it's probably just this and then it's about the time an arrow shoots through my neck oh. um but uh uh i just wrote it off as being my cousins but um yeah because well, uh, we really did have that horror movie set up because while we were filming like during the day yeah. some dude in a truck comes up mm -hmm. And just slows down really almost to a stop and just like watches us and then just goes off. And we're out in the middle of a fucking yeah, field. Middle of the right? fucking woods. Yeah. Not even close by there. And then it was like, um, it was at the end of the Thanksgiving thing when we were getting out of my truck. And for whatever fucking stupid reason, uh, probably a Ford reason, every time we were, we'd get in there, we'd roll the windows down. Um, and then I we'd be like action, and when we open the doors to get out of the truck, all the fucking car alarms would start. My like, so that kept happening, and I'm like, man, this ain't good. And then yeah, then we saw some car pull down or something. It looked like about a car size pull down, and like you know, ways a ways away from where we were, but they you could see this car. And then somebody get out carrying what looked to be like a flashlight or a lantern. 
And it was just, again, I was just like, Chase, we need to go, man. Like, this is not like, he's like, now nah, let's yeah. just finish it. We got to get this final shot. We, I'm like, I don't, we will get it fucking some other time, bro. I am not about to die out here. And we never yeah, even yeah. saw the car. We didn't see the people leave and we never saw a car on the way out. So it's you know. a well-known fact in reality that cannibal families like scoping out their prey from a distance initially. Right. So you took a chance. Well, I'm not going to lie. That area we were shooting in, <laughs> it's not a far-fetched idea to think that there might be a family of cannibals out mm. that way. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, a, a good thing to keep in mind, just like in found footage movies, don't stop shooting, man. Don't stop filming. Because, you know, you might yeah. capture something really real. And at the very least, you got evidence. So, mm -hmm. you know. I almost like, I think we were talking, uh, leaving there, but it's like, I almost really wish that could have been somebody that knew us, but we didn't. So we could have kept filming. And then the whole end of this just turns into us actually freaking out. And then someone coming up, like, get on your knees. And like, they just executed all of us out in the middle of these woods. And it's just like, yeah. wait, did they actually fucking die? Like, that's not part of that. That's not no Thanksgiving. That would have been a cool way to end it, but of course we didn't know those people, and we were just really terrified. So we well, the turkeys would love that watching at that at Thanksgiving. The turkeys would really yeah. dig that, man. I don't know how big that audience is. I mean, technically, I think um, <laughs> I think the ending of that one actually did change as well for the Thanksgiving project because uh, the turkey won that fight. Uh, you know, spoilers to anybody who hasn't watched our short, but. Uh, uh, originally, in the in the original version, the ending was so much more dumb <laughs> than what it was, because um, we had that little tiny turkey to work with. We ordered <laughs> it online, and um, the way it was described made it sound a lot bigger. It's like Spinal um, Tap. <laughs> pretty much, they we uh, we ordered it, and it clearly said that it was like a, a centerpiece for a table, um, which I was like, it's fine. It looks the most like a turkey that we can get close to within our budget. So like, let's do that. And they sent it and then it ended up being like that big. Oh, and I was like, that's not what I expected. Wow. So we had to just roll with it, of course. Um, but uh, the original ending was this really stupid um, play on, on all sorts of found footage stuff where we are going to, to find the turkey at the end. And, um, off in the distance, we see lights and stuff. And we're like, what What the hell is that? Oh, and we yeah, find out, right. <laughs> yeah, we found out that uh, it cuts from us to the turkey being filmed by his own film crew, making his own documentary. Uh, and that was the original plot of the Thanksgiving uh, project, uh, where uh, he's doing his own documentary about getting revenge on, on humans on Thanksgiving. And then our crews kind of clash. Um, and then we... we kill the turkey and, and take, yank the footage from the other crew to, right. to finish making our thing. Um, but we did not have enough people. So we said, fuck it. And fuck went it. with our little tiny turkey. Well, maybe one day in the future, you could do a reboot if you had enough people. It's funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. Yes. Jason <laughs> Bill having a watch party. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are when we get the screener. If we can, oh, if oh. we can watch it with a group. Well, well, talk, talk to me, talk to me. If if they're vetted by you, I think we'd be okay with that. Only, only our our crew, only our Earth yeah, Two yeah, and Seven yeah, yeah, folks. Yeah. 
another thing uh, it's funny you brought up that your wife took a fall because isn't that funny how that happens when you're doing movies and they're doing stuff i took a fall that was unplanned and um yeah it was a good one and jan got it behind me from her point of view and i got it from my point of view and i managed to duck tuck and roll so i landed on my back yeah not the camera and uh, i saved the camera and um it looked pretty good so we're keeping it in the film <laughs> nice you know if i'm gonna almost hurt myself it's going in the film oh yeah same there's uh there's a scene in the summer camp that we were filming <laughs> that I kind of did the same. Like I, I was just on one when we were filming it and I was just feeling good. And I thought that they were going to shoot me running uh, from outside, from inside a building. And you can see me coming around the window and coming in and then out real quick. I thought they'd film me coming out real quick. So I did like a little front flip. I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I did like a little, <laughs> action front flip like right. roll on your back get back up on your feet and keep running type thing and <laughs> i ended up like really like man like i really hurt my elbow, like shoulder and all this kind of stuff and i came back in and i was like yo did you guys get that on film like that was actually really cool and they're like get what on film oh like, man just, we didn't even see it out there yeah bomber and <laughs> they didn't even see it and you don't have yeah. a gun shot so you know <laughs> yeah These I, are after, the yeah only well, chase that Shep, one. I was like, right here. I don't think I'm doing that one again. After that one, I was like, yeah. Unless there's like a little crash pad, then I'm down. That's good. Crash pads yeah. are good. I, I kind of, I feel like I, I asked you to do it again because you told me you did it. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know you were gonna do that. Can you do it again? You're like, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely <laughs> not. That was a one and done. That, that, was reminds, like, that, me, that reminds me of directing my wife Jen because we have a part in the film where it was written she would fall and um i you know we had to do it twice we kept it to twice but man she kind of wrenched her knee both times too so you got to be careful you got to be yeah. careful everybody out there shooting making feel be careful because you know in canada we're lucky because we've got health insurance that's covered by the government <laughs> I don't know you guys yeah. in the States, you're on your own right? yeah that's true it's hard down here it's hard down here yeah <laughs> we, yeah we had a another injury it is one of those things where if we actually wrote down a list of people who got harmed or hospitalized during a chase and ship production we might be a little screwed but uh i know one of our buddies who played uh mason snorhees in summer camp it was filming the finale episode and um he like ran up and jumped and came back down off camera and, and when he did that he like blew out his knee on, the, on just coming down all he did was jump up and down i mean you know it, it yeah, didn't it, jump off of anything or anything like that so sometimes it doesn't take much it doesn't no yeah and nobody warms up i know i don't know about you but i don't it's all for the art it's all for the art <laughs> it happens yeah you got to learn how to take a fall really good because uh luckily my like i grew up skateboarding so you already you learn to flop you learn to just kind of go with it and not to try to brace and catch yourself yeah. so yeah. like i think the little intro video we did was my best fall i think i ever did getting up the last 420 thing when i get up off uh pudgy's uh couch thing and i i slipped and i <laughs> fell on the ground and he just yeah. me, bah, bah, bah. and it's like that's probably the best ones because we used to do that when i was in high school um you know, coming up the stairs, you'd have like a classroom up in front and people would be like staring out the door off into space. So me and my friends used to pretend like we'd 
catch our foot on the top stair and like <laughs> fall down and drop all of our books and everything to get people laughing and shit. So, yeah, you were doing the Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah. Dick Van Dyke's actually. My my hand's actually healed up now, so we're actually good. I'll probably have a scar there though, so production scar. You yeah, should write that into a story. <laughs> actually, I think we have a story that sort of fits that. <laughs> oh, I think it, we had a small a small skit that we haven't gotten around to yet called uh, Shep Stigmatas. Uh, Ooh, that sounds <laughs> like, perfect. Well, the playing off the fact that you know Shep is Jesus sometimes. <laughs> That's his superpower. Shep is such a, a strange character, I feel like, within the universe. Because he's like, we just said the other day, he's basically got the powers of a Disney princess. Um, but he also turns into Jesus sometimes. So. Wow, that's awesome, man. I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how does he do it? I don't know. I mean, like, I, I love the Jesus thing because, uh, you know, that always reminds me of an old story from my past that was a weird coincidence and funniness of... of involving jesus um and a lot of hallucinogenic drugs um me and i you know it's quick story me and all my friends were you know they was off doing their thing and uh one of my friends eric started being like yo i'm dying i think i'm dying right now and everybody's like you're not dying man you're fine dude like you're good just be just be cool be chill and he's like no no really i think i'm dying right now like i feel like i'm dying so they're like go lay down go lay down on the couch so he, he fucks off to the couch. He's laying down. He's doing his thing. Five, 10, 15 minutes, however long later, you know, because time at that moment doesn't mean a thing. Front door kicks open and this hippie dude, long ass hair comes in. And he's just like, hey, that guy right there, he's dying, man. And wow. we're like, what? And he like runs over to my friend on the couch and he's like saying all this weird tongues, la, 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 you know, weird shit puts his hands on his chest and my friend like sits up and he starts breathing and he's like, Holy fuck, man. And the guy like just got up and just darted back out of the house. He is gone. And he's off into the night, into the shadows. He was, he was gone. And my friend was up there being like, Jesus himself had to come down here and save my ass because none of you would fucking listen to me. I told you I was dying, man. I was dead over there. And Jesus said, and so we're like, I guess Jesus just could save your life, man. I don't know any other explanation for this because no there one knew. Might him. Be, there might be something to that. <laughs> yeah. This is the first there's, time I've heard that story. Yeah. There's some weird coincidences that I've had like that, you know, oh. on, on those sorts of things where you just right. have levels. some weird shit happen that you're like, I don't know how I can explain this. Other than well, that's a, good, that's a good segue for one more thing I wanted to point out is the synchronicities, right? Mm -hmm. So now I'm old enough to have been recognizing synchronicities for a long time in my life. But for the last three years since I've been working on this film, even finding people connected to the film, um, things around the film, synchronicities are unbelievably uh, heavy lately for the last three years. And it's to the point where it's it, they happen, and I'm like, oh well, there's another one. It's just remember what what's going on when when those synchronicities happen. And it's, to me, it's kind of like a message: you're on the right path, you know. Right. I don't know mm -hmm. if, you, if you ever notice eleven eleven or one eleven or catch yourself just catching uh, numeral repetition like mm -hmm. that, and clocks and certain messages that that you could be getting, I believe, from the universe. You know, it's just. It's not like they're they're tapping it in. You're looking now, but you just happen to look now and just I don't know. 
synchronicities. Yeah. I don't think there's coincidence. Uh, I think there's I synchronicities. I agree. Uh, there's a lot. There's been a lot of that for me. I mean, throughout my life, but uh, specifically these last three years, there's been a lot of it. Uh, when it comes to this, especially being creative, you just things just kind of happen like this. I know one story from a few years back. There was actually um, the the girl that I dated previously. Um, when we first started uh, seeing each other. Um, we hung out at a friend's house and this was like how our relationship began and everything. And we were by a street that was Stillwater drive. And that's where our relationship began. And then fast forward about a year later and she had been accepted to a university in Oklahoma, Stillwater, Oklahoma, where she moved. And, uh, that was where we, I, I, I almost moved there and everything. Just the fact that Stillwater drive was where we met and Stillwater, Oklahoma is where we ended was one of those things that was just very, you know, intriguing. Yeah. 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 How can you yeah. not recognize that? Right. Just things like it's that everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> if we're getting on a trippy level, you know, like some people think that's trippy and it's new age, but, uh, Hey, we were just talking earlier about how there's now there's sci science fiction. What used to be science fiction is now science, right? Mm -hmm. It's we're living in a crazy new age, man. It's it's a wild time to be alive, you know. When you think about string theory and you know they're trying to connect actual interdimensionality and time travel, actually moving particles. Whoa, man! It's not it's not Star Trek anymore. This is actually happening. Yeah, it is. Wild. Yeah, I, I I love it. Uh, me and a guy at my uh, work, we always are talking all these kind of things. Uh, you know, living in the light matrix and stuff like that. It's like you know, that's it, man. We're all just a bunch of light, ref refracted light and shit like that. Whatever. I love it. Yeah, man. Like, you ever wonder what where we all go to, right? Like, I'm not touching on religion or anything like that, but I, when I was a kid and I was trying to understand what death was like really young, trying to go, what would death be like? Right. Mm -hmm. I would close my eyes and I'd imagine, okay, close your eyes. Now just imagine you're nothing. Just imagine that. And I started imagining that and I start freaking myself out because it was so quiet in my head. It's not like that anymore. <laughs> it's not anymore, baby. But as a kid, I, I could think about that and it was kind of disturbing. And I, I had, you know, I had no basis for anything I believed in as a kid. I was forced to religion when I was a kid. So like everybody else, here you go. Here you take this. It was part of school and everything, right? Mm -hmm. um, but now I've got my own theories that aren't religious based as much as they are spiritual based. And, um, you know, I like to think that we are pure energy. And on a scientific level, we know that energy never ceases to exist. Energy changes forms. So... I'm not saying there's a heaven up there with clouds that looks great on film, but I think there's a pool of energy that we could all go back to one day. That oh yeah, maybe that's where we're pulling ideas. Maybe that's where you guys get crazy ideas from, you know? Because we we say all things the, like, all the other actual right, all your ancestors, oh, all the other comedy people that that are that are your influences. What if from the past? What if we're pulling from a pool of information like a yeah. cosmic record level, you know? Nikola Tesla believed in that, I believe. He always said that when he did his experiments and figured things out, that he felt like he was being transmitted to a, a, a spot within the universe that contained all knowledge. Right? 
And and there yeah. and lots of people postulate about that. They've actually given it the term acoustic records. Yeah, these are someone that happens. Ooh, before you were born. That's very interesting. Um, um, there's 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 a story without going into details. My daughter, when she was really young, she freaked me out at one point, and and she wasn't the whack a whack kind of girl. Well, she was, but she wouldn't pull pranks like this. And she was quietly sitting reserved, which was nice on the couch playing with something. And she just matter of factly said. Um, you're not like my other mommy and daddy, just under the blue. And I'm like, what? And I turned to her, I said, are you talking to me? She's like, yeah, you, you're not like my other and dad, my other mommy and daddy. I'm like, well, why is that? And she said, well, my other mommy and daddy, their skin was black. And I said, who's that? Hope. And she stopped talking. She never brought that up again. And I've asked her even recently after that, and she just didn't know. It's almost like somebody was talking through her voice, <laughs> and she wasn't herself. So the idea that children are a bit more open to things, you know, I, I could believe in that. You know, I could believe in potentially things influencing us or us coming from anything's possible. We don't know anything. Anybody that says they know anything about ghosts, oh, yeah, ghost hunters that are Mm-hmm. You know, vetted ghost hunters, yeah. professionals, they don't know anything anymore than I do. So, nope. It's very true. It's very true. Yeah. Um, I got nothing. I got, I thought you got nothing, Chase. You got I nothing. Thought, like I, I thought I did, but I, lo- I lost it. So, here's another, here's another cool little ghosty thing that's connected to maybe one of the influences in the who incident that that i wrote um this actually happened to me again regarding my daughter this was um this was a few months after she was born my father had passed away he wasn't alive to 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 see my daughter and uh three about three months after that i had a dream where i walked down into my childhood basement where my father had a workbench with my daughter in my arms my three-month-old daughter and my dad was down there. And I walked up to my dad, matter of factly, and said, hey, dad, how's it going? Check it out. Here's your granddaughter. And it was such a proud moment. And he was so proud. She said, she looks so beautiful. Oh, this is so awesome. That's great. Pat me on the shoulder. It was so lucid. Like I can remember it. Like it was a memory that actually took place. And when I woke up, I was so touched. And uh, <clears throat> I've heard stories about dream communications. So I think my father actually, I feel, I almost know my father met my daughter that, that night. Yeah. It's Dude, I vibe really with that. I had, the, I had a similar experience when my great grandfather passed away. Um, Cause at that time I was like 16. So, you know, I was going through my own stuff and, and battling my probably depression. But at the time I would have never been like, yeah, I'm depressed. But uh, yeah, no, same. I had a dream one night that, you know, I was just doing my thing at a party or something. And my great grandfather was there and I'm just like, what are you doing here? And sat down and had like a little conversation of goodbyes basically and stuff like that, because I didn't really, I was living down in St. Louis at the time. And uh, we're, we live about halfway in between St. Louis and Chicago here. Um, 
and that's where he was. So I wasn't able to be there like when he actually passed and stuff. So yeah, I woke up feeling the same, man. It, it, it really wow. felt like I got to say goodbye to his energy, his spirit, whatever it was, and and have that moment of him, you know, being like, you're going to be good. Everything's going to be fine. I'm good. I'll see you later, basically. And it's like, yeah, yeah man, I'll see you. Yeah, man. It's closure on a cathartic level, you know, and you'd be surprised how many people have had the same experience. More and more these days, people are willing to talk about that. It's not something we hide in the closet anymore. Right. You know, yeah. I know I'm still, uh, reeling from the revelation from the last time you and I talked where uh, talking about the dream where I, I saw what I believe was my child that uh, never got the chance to, to be born. But when you mentioned that, what if that's your, you seeing the son you're getting ready to have now that really yeah. hit, that really hit. And I really started thinking about that. And I'm so curious to see this little guy here in about a month yeah. or so and see if it's not the same kid from the, the dream I had all those years ago which would be incredible that's uh, pretty yeah. wild that's pretty wild dreams are a fascinating topic for sure they very much so are yeah I, I think a lot of people we all have latent abilities i believe that and they're just locked in those people um we've been we've been uh, dumbed down so much as a society um here i am you know talking about entertainment that i'm providing as well too but on a mass basis though a lot of people do just click on the screen and and they disappear into that before it's time to get their rem in their sleep and then they go to work and they do that just mm -hmm. over and over and over and you know we're we're so susceptible to things uh but uh when your mind's a bit more open and and you're not in drone-like states I, I think you can pick up on things and you can open up things inside of yourself you know yeah i agree that's one of my 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 favorite theories up there with the the multiverse and everything i've always been a firm believer that human beings can do more than we believe we can on a on a mental level i think things that are considered superpowers you know these, these supernatural abilities aren't that supernatural yeah. or so a lot of psychic abilities are, are merely psychology you know just being able to to like you said open yourself up to other human beings you know you get to a point where you almost can read somebody's mind and everything. And that might not be exactly what's happening. You might not be actually hearing their thoughts, but if you open yourself up to that connectivity of the world, then yeah. you can see the patterns. You can see the zeros and ones and, and, and just kind of know things, yeah. you know, and I definitely think I, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I hope, I hope it's, it's not a fabricated reality. That's crazy to even think that people are thinking about that these days, but yeah. you do have flat earth. There's no offense to anybody out there. If you believe in father flat earth, that's fine. Like that's outside of the box. See the one thing about flat earthers, I do have respect for them on, on, in this respect. That is so outside of the box thinking it's brilliant. If more people <laughs> thought outside of the box like that. Think of what we could achieve. You know, um, it's just, it's 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 looking at something from a different angle even if you're wrong yeah at least you're opening your mind up to the concept and not saying no this is the way it is things are not that good. i feel that big time yeah yeah man. well I suppose it's that time we've already ran over a little bit but that's okay oh right right so, one time for the mind closing thoughts who would like to who would like to start with the closing thoughts uh, if you want, I'll, I'll start with a thought out there, and, and this is something for anybody out there that's creative, that wants to create something, 
don't hold yourself back. You've got this. You can do it. It's going to be amazing. Just do it. Don't let nobody say you can't, especially yourself. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good one. I, I vibe with that. Yeah. I endorse that. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I don't know if I really have like, you know, I was on my old Spotify kick a couple one time for the Minds uh, in, in a row. I don't have nothing like that for this week. Um you know, I, I, next week I get a little vacation. You get to take a little break from everything. Uh, so if you if you feel yourself like getting stressed out, don't be afraid to take yourself a little break, even if it's a staycation. I'm just gonna kick that around the house, man. Yeah. You know, I've 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 had to do that the past uh, week or so, just with all the editing that's been on my plate. I can't just sit yeah. here at the computer. So. Stephen King has been my reprieve this this past week. His books, just being able to step away for a while and crack yes. open a, a good book and get into that. Um, yeah, I kind of I kind of did that with uh, music this year because I, I had realized, you know, coming up, I was thinking about trying to make another album, so, sort of something for 420. And I was like, man, you know, for the past three years, I've literally went from, you know, recording leftovers to recording a solo to recording a thing with Humbly G, another 420 Chase and Shep, another Halloween. It's like I really haven't stopped. So it's been nice to take a little mental break. It helps to rejuvenate the creativity flow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. I. uh I'm kind of at that point as well. Today, I, I had to whip up some new music for our 420 short uh, releasing later this week. And it, it, that was the first time I'd made music in, in a while. And um, it was a nice feeling. It was, it was nice. That's always the artistic thing I go for uh, when I just want just, to just be artistic and, ha and have no end goal in mind with it. Um, but uh, we'll get to you, Randy. I see you down there. We'll get to you. But uh, my one time for the mind, it is the week of 420. Um, I hope everybody has a fantastic week. I hope everybody has a great 420. Have a safe, responsible 420, of course. And, and Bicycle uh, Day, if you're celebrating Bicycle Day. And Bicycle Day, of course. And, um, uh, yeah, and don't forget to tune in to Chase and Chap Get Too High. And yeah. what do we got here? Got a one time for the mind for Ron. How do did you one time for the mind after hours of animation? How wait what? what <laughs> How, do you do soldier on? <laughs> How do you soldier on? <laughs> Man, it used to be alcohol and cigarettes and coffee, but I my body's old and I can't do that like that anymore. I don't know if I'm inspired enough. I think I try and pick projects that at in my age that I'm inspired to stay and work late on, and uh, sometimes you got to do that and. You've got to get into the zone. That's something I can talk to. We don't have enough time to talk about the zone, but that's one thing <laughs> that would be good for everybody to know about, finding that zone where you lose time and space mm -hmm. and accomplish 20, 10 hours of work in, in one hour. I, I feel like uh, the, um, I don't know who here has seen the movie Soul that Pixar released a few years back, but I feel like Soul touches on a lot of the things we've talked about here today because they, they have a whole part of that movie about the zone and, and just losing yourself into something and the whole movie's about where you go you know before and after life and that whole realm you know before you're born and after you die and everything it's very interesting good on wow. you disney for getting so deep yeah um awesome. i vibe with it i vibe with it yeah so that'll do it i think um so ron thank you very much yeah, i was ron, really looking forward to this yeah. um 
everybody keep an eye out for the who incident not being promised to release this october but you know <laughs> the trailer the official trailer will be coming out very soon yeah, hey. Keep your eyes peeled. We will definitely be posting that here on the channel whenever it Most does definitely. officially release. Most definitely. Uh, Happy 420 cheeseburger sandwich. Happy 420, guys. Thank you so much. Peace and love, everybody. Peace. See y'all on Thursday. Smooches and deuces. <laughs>